You're listening to a podcast from Oasis Church Bath. To find out more about us, visit our website at www.oasisbath.org. Hi, everyone. Um, so I just want to thank Joe for giving me the opportunity to talk today. Um, I think I mentioned once that I did a preaching module at my university and I really liked it and then I thought she forgot but then she emailed me and said, do you want to preach? I was like, okay. (laughs) Um, But I'm really so humbled and so thankful to speak about something that I'm very passionate for. Um, So just a little background, we've been doing this What If series and there's been amazing speakers that have been amazing, speaking about amazing messages and the one I'm going to be addressing today is what if little people could change the world? And this is so, so close to my heart, and it's something that I'm very passionate about and something that I struggle with. I refer to myself as a little person in a negative sense sometimes, and so preparing for this uh, talk or this session um, has helped me grow and has fulfilled me a lot. So I hope you guys can take something from this. At the end of the talk, I will leave some time for a full reflection. There's nothing specific you have to do. Just take in if anything stood out to you or if you want to ask yourself, how can I change this world? Then there'll just be some soft music that can help you with that. Um, So today I'm going to be reading two scriptures which I will have on the screen. I will be referencing to another quote from the book we've been following which I also will have on the screen. I will talk a little bit about the context of the scriptures because that's very important about enhancing why Jesus did what he did and then apply it to our lives. I'm going to talk a little bit about my life and then hopefully give examples that you can apply to your life and see how it's relevant to today. So first off, we're just going to read the scriptures, which are from the NIV translations. The first scripture is Mark 1, 16 to 20. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. And once they left their nets and followed him, when he had gone a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat, preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. The next scripture is Mark 2, 13 to 14. Once again, Jesus went out beside the lake. A large crowd came to him, and he began to teach them. As he walked along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, Jesus told me, told him, and Levi got up and followed him. So the context to these scriptures and why is it important for us to know this? So in both scriptures, it speaks about the fishermen and tax collectors. Firstly, fishermen. They were regular common men without theological training, nor did they have a high status in society. However, Jesus saw them, saw in them a gift and saw in them attributes and abilities that he knew could benefit the kingdom. And he went on to say that they would be fishermen of men. So he recognized that they were fishermen and because of that he called them. Secondly, we have the tax collector Levi, also known as Matthew. This was very unusual and not expected, as tax collectors were very hated and seen as traitors. 
This was because the Jewish community saw anyone working for the Roman Empire and Roman government as someone who betrayed them, let alone the enforcement to take money that they really didn't have. However, Jesus called Levi or Matthew, knowing all of this, which was a great act, and sent a very loud message with even more reinforced when Levi actually left his tax collector job, which was very hard to get back, and faced all the prejudice and indeed followed Jesus. And when I was researching this and understanding this, especially in relevant to the tax collectors and prejudices, I was like, wow, Jesus really went against the current. He really stripped away all the social constructs that were to marginalize the little people. And he said, no, I'm choosing them. And this is important because it is important to bring up that Jesus' ways weren't in line with the culture of these days. Jesus wasn't moving with the crowds. And to make change, we must be okay with going against the current and believing in such things like little people can change the world. An example of this would be in the Binding the Strongman book from Shed Myers, and this is a quote from him. From the moment he strides into Capernaum synagogue, it becomes clear that Jesus' kingdom project is incompatible with the local public authorities and social order they represent. A demon immediately demands that Jesus was, must justify his attack upon the authority for the scribal establishment. Jesus vanquishes this challenge and commences his ministry of healing. He brings wholeness and liberation to the poor, receives hospitality from the socially outcast with whom his solidarity lies. The risk of provoking official hostility does not deter Jesus from pressing his criticism on every social code that serves to institutionalize alienation. Then to dramatize his opposition, Jesus publicly breaks the law. It is that point that the authorities determine he must be neutralized. Now, why did I read this quote? There's a couple of things that stood out to me when I read this. Firstly, like I mentioned before, Jesus' kingdom is not compatible with social order, and nor was it then, nor is it today. He receives hospitality from the socially outcast with whom his solidarity lies, and that really speaks volumes because those were the people that many people still today throw out of their homes and try not to help, and Jesus went to them. Jesus provoked every social code that serves to institutionalize alienation. We see this still in our world, how people are labeled and deemed as worthless, and Jesus went to them and called them. We see this in his choice of the disciples. We see how Jesus created solidarity with the little people, such as the fishermen, and wanted to provoke social orders that wanted to alienate someone, such as the tax collector Levi. But especially the outcasts and the little people were the ones that he went to and he called. How does this apply to our life today? Sometimes when I read the Bible or when I study the theology, I'm like, yeah, well, whatever. People can do whatever they want now. It doesn't really apply to me. But it actually does. And there's so much still oppression going on. And there's so many labels still being put onto people, uh, either by ourselves or via social media or the way the world is. So I want to talk about a little bit about how it applied to me and then how it could apply to you. So this understanding about how Jesus called the socially outcast and went against social structures of alienation, this, li this awareness liberated me and has led me to believe that even I could change and make a change in this world. 
For example, growing up, I always felt unless I was something, someone very important or famous that I didn't matter much and what I thought and felt wasn't really enough for me to change the world. I thought that whatever I would think and feel wasn't relevant because who was I to have an impact on this world? Who was I to say anything? For example, I'm a musician. I love to play my drums. I love to write songs. I like to play and, you know, create lyrics that hopefully people can find an inspiring message in or just a fun escape from the real world. However, every time I would write a song, I always would think to myself, if only this could reach millions, if only this message of hope or the fact that you're not alone could reach thousands, then it would mean something. Then all this work would be worth it then I could actually change the world and actually help someone. Or I think, when I'm famous, then what I'm saying will actually be worth something, and then it could have an impact. I used to think about this all the time and think about these ways this way all the time. However, when I started releasing music, I started getting random little comments from my friends or read it under a video saying, oh, your song really helped me when I was low on self-worth, or your song really helped me go through a dark time. And when they would say these things to me, I'd be like, me? Really? My song? But it did, and it was so um, such a valued moment for me that put so much into perspective. And I was like, I don't need to be famous. I don't need to be impacting a million people for it to make a change, because I helped that one person, even through just my music. I'm saying all this because... In the eyes of the music industry, I am a very small person. I'm not famous, I don't have an X amount of followers, I don't have radio music. So to the industry, who am I to them? Actually, probably no one. For a long time, that really impacted on me and really weighed on me wanting to do music. However, after having those experiences of single comments, I realized that I am enough and my songs can help people even if it's just one person. Me, a small person, made a difference even in that one person's life just through my music. Now, before I go on to referring it to how you guys can apply this to your life and your daily context, I want to go back to the Bible. Just like the fishermen, the tax collectors were small people and maybe even irrelevant to people's minds and in Levi's or Matthew's case, they even hated him. But Jesus single-handedly called them. These very small 12 people that we know today as the 12 disciples made an impact so big that after Jesus' ascension, the story and teachings of the gospel started impacting thousands, millions, and even billions still to this day. These 12 small people changed the world and are still changing the world. And just like these 12 disciples, each and every one of us in this room, listening live on the podcast, in the world who aren't present, everyone is capable of changing the world. I do, however, want to put a little side note that I think is important before I carry on, is that we don't have to change the world. Our worth and God's love for us doesn't change, but he has given such power and a call to help someone, even if it's just a simple conversation. Further on, I want to talk about the domino effect. So on the screen, we have two images. The one image is dominoes that shows if you knock one, then it causes all the ones aligned behind it to knock down. And the second picture shows the ripple effect with one tiny drop in the ocean or in water. It creates waves that impact the greater space and ocean. 
So these are very physical, I mean literal, ways of showing how one small gesture, one small choice can create an effect that can affect thousands of people and even cause institutions to hopefully question their ways. For example, the domino effect. Imagine you see a person walking on the street and they seem a little bit sad and you can just tell that something's not quite right. You simply smile at them or you simply wave at them or tell them, have a good day. Now this person feels this moment of joy, even if it's just temporary, and decides, hmm, maybe I should be nice to someone today and not to be short-tempered because of whatever's going on in their life. So then they smile to someone and then that person smiles to someone else and so on and so forth. From that one single action that you chose to do, you've created a domino effect or a ripple effect of small happy moments in so many people's lives. And that is big. That may feel small, but that is still changing the world. We don't know what people are going through. And you, a regular person walking the street, just saying have a good day, can literally save a person's life at times. Now I want to talk a little bit about Jesus. Jesus and the Holy Spirit lives in every single one of us. That's huge. That's powerful. Jesus is right beside us and going in front of us in all of our journeys and everything we do. If you ever feel like you're not big enough or you're not worth enough or you're not strong enough, know that so did the disciples feel that way. Of course they did. It's normal to question, why me? What can I do? But Jesus is right next to us, going before us in every single thing we do. Simply knowing this and holding on to that, you should realize how you have, and most likely already having, an impact on this world. Because Jesus chose them, the 12 disciples, and Jesus chose every single one of you. If we hold on to this, imagine how the world could change. For examples, revolution like the Black Lives Matter, anti-Asian hate, pride for the LGBT community. If we all knew that our conversations, our support, our help could really change this world and movements like these and cries like these could hopefully create real change and awareness. For example, even me today, when Joe asked me to speak, I was like, why me? What am I gonna say? And preparing for it, I was like, I'm not a theologian, I don't know, so much as like Joe and Rob, but still I was like, I might have something in there. And so through preparing this, it was almost like Jesus was speaking to me. He was like, hey Gabs, the fishermen didn't know much, but you know, I still chose them and I still chose you and you can still help make a difference. And this is my little thing in sharing my story and my learnings with you that I hope that I could have maybe created a little change in you. And remember that Jesus is talking to you right now too and telling you that he sees you and he chooses you just as you are. So my message in all of this, the question, what if little people could change the world? It's simple. They have, they can, they will. We will and we are. Just think about how much change has come even from a pandemic like COVID-19. So much awareness of different systematic oppressions have been brought back up to the surface. And that's something to be proud of. Small steps are to be proud of. Imagine a world full of love. Imagine where all our differences could be celebrated. Imagine a world where fear, ignorance and hate have no space. 
Imagine a world like that. And it is possible. It may feel far away, and it may feel like you don't have a big role in it, but you do. You really do. Let's remind ourselves, because ultimately Jesus is in every single one of us. Remind us of his teachings, remind us of his stories, remind ourselves of the 12 disciples that were 12 very small people. Let's remind ourselves and let's choose to believe that we, the little people, can and will change this world with one small step at a time. We can make an impact. Now, I want to have a little time of reflection. Um, this is to ask yourself, what can I do? What can I say to someone? If you see someone, a friend crying, can I simply hug them? If I'm on the street, can I just wave at someone? It feels like nothing at times and like what we do is irrelevant, but it's not. Like even with the Black Lives Matter, I felt what can I do? But even just listening to my friends' pain and what they went through and showing that I see you, I support you, that's still creating change because we're becoming closer through that and they feel more supported. So I hope that this message has left you in a space of reflection and hopefully you realize how much you do matter and how much you can do in this world and how much Jesus is right beside you and real change can be made. And let's not be afraid. Look at all the you know, obstruction that Jesus caused to make the systems right again. Don't be afraid. Just get out there and know that Jesus is with you and you will create change because you are enough to do that right now. You're listening to a podcast from Oasis Church Bath. To find out more about us, visit our website at www.oasisbath.org.